Are you someone who loves to know how other people get it all done? As a bit of a productivity nerd, I've decided to share with you today a sneak peek behind the scenes into how I plan my week and divide my time between family, business, friends, and all of those other things that I enjoy doing. I've certainly been through periods of feeling totally burnt out and by no means at all do I think that I've got this whole thing figured out, but I do enjoy hearing about how other people um, stay productive and stay on top of their tasks and plan their days. And I thought that maybe, just maybe, some of what I might be able to share with you could be helpful to you too. So here goes. Well, hi there. I'm Sarah Glanfield. I'm a business and marketing strategist just for boutique fitness studio owners like you. If you're ready to be inspired and make a bigger impact, you're in the right place. All you need are a few key strategies, the right mindset, and some support along the way. Join me as I share the real life insights that will help you grow a sustainable and profitable studio. This is is the Pilates Business Podcast. Welcome back to the Spring 3 Pilates Business Podcast. So I have to say I'm a little bit nervous about this episode, opening up and letting you in to how I plan my life and my days and my weeks and my months actually makes me feel very vulnerable. So, and I, you know, I know this is often the case when you let other people's into uh, the behind the scenes of your life. And I know that you're a little bit like me, where you are not only juggling a business and everything that goes with that and all of the people who are in that business, clients, teachers, and so on, but you're also often juggling other responsibilities and obligations. Now, I've used many different organizing tools and processes over the years. And one book that I read a long time ago, um, it's called Getting Things Done by David Allen. And if you haven't heard of it, it might sound a little bit strange to read a book called Getting Things Done, but it is a very interesting book. It's a very popular book. And inside of that book, uh, the author shares some tools and strategies to help you be productive. Okay. And so some of the top tips I'm going to share with you now, but I will say that when it comes to anything to do with productivity, I do think that we're all kind of wired a little bit differently. And so what works for me or what this author suggests or um, encourages might not work for you. And I think that we have to find those, uh, the ways of that we want to work and what works for us. And sometimes it's helpful to see what works for other people and kind of try that on for size. So the tips that I took away from the getting things done book by David Allen, um, were, have been really helpful to me. And I, I do use them a lot inside of my, not just inside a business, but in, as, as, you know, a day to day as well. And the first thing that, um, he shares, and it's really interesting, is to write down everything uh, that grabs your attention when it shows up, any idea you have when it shows up. And the reason why he encourages us to do this is because our brains are quite good at coming up with ideas, but not particularly good at holding on to them. And we're not so we're not very good at sort of remembering the ideas, the really amazing ideas hours, days, or weeks later, 
So it's always really helpful to get them out of our head and onto paper. So whenever I work with my clients, I'm often encouraging them to do a brain dump of all of the ways that they would like to build and grow their businesses, about all the ideas they have for what they want to do inside of their business. And the reason I have people do that is because it's helpful to get these things out of our head and onto paper. And when you have them on paper, you can properly assess whether or not it's something that you want to do today, this week, this month, or perhaps later on next year, right? So we the, the first tip that I he, has, he shared in the book, Getting Things Done, is to write down your ideas. Have a place that you can capture all of your ideas. Now, for me, I'm a pen and paper person. I have a, a little notebook that kind of comes with me wherever I am, if I'm working and sits on my desk. And whenever I get that idea, I pop it down in there. Now, often I will get ideas when I'm not at work. If I'm out for a run, I'm out for a walk and I'm, I'm doing something that where my mind is wandering, that's when I tend to get some ideas of things or when I remember the things that I need to do. So often I will come home from a run and run straight in to my office and pop down that in that notebook some of those ideas I've had. And then later on, I come back to take a look at them and decide whether or not it's something I want to do. The other tip that David Allen shares is the two-minute rule, which basically says that if something pops up and it's going to take less than two minutes to get done, then you should do it immediately. But if it's something that's going to take longer than two minutes to finish, then you, you, you complete that task at a later date where at a time that you have carved out in your calendar, right? And the reason why this is such a um, helpful tip is because we do often tend to get sucked into those tasks, which tend to be perhaps 10 or 15 or 20 minute tasks, or maybe even tasks that we think might take two minutes, but actually know they're going to take a little bit longer. And then you find that the time just disappears, right? So if you say have an email from a client or a text message from one of your clients coming through and they want to know something that you you're, you can answer very, very quickly, then you should answer it immediately. But if they want to know um, about something that is a bit more complicated to organize or to find or to figure out, then that's something that you might want to carve out and do at a later date or a later time, I should say, when you are sort of dedicating time to perhaps answering emails or text messages from your clients. The final tip that I took, and there's, there's are, there are lots of other tips in that book that might be helpful to you, but the final one that kind of came out of that for me, and this is the most challenging one, I will have to say, um, the one that I think takes the most discipline, and that is to dedicate time each week to planning your week. And I think it's really only in the last year or two that I've kind of really made this shift and added this into my calendar and really made it priority to plan how I'm going to spend my week. And I think that's a result of really having a busy busy, busy life um, with three children and a growing business um, and, and a lot of other things happening in, in the world as well. And that I found that when I do take the time to plan my week, and I'm going to share how I do that in a moment, that everything seems to run a lot more smoothly and I don't feel as overwhelmed or as frantic. Now, there have been other folks that have influenced the way that I think about being productive and the way that I think about how much I have going on and how to plan my time and how to get things done. And one of those influences came when I became a mum, and that was now nine years ago. And I found that I not only had to become much better at managing my time, but also at managing my energy. 
And for you, you might feel the same way about the way that you work with your business and the things that, that, that require energy from us. We, we sometimes they sneak up on us and we don't realize that perhaps that's something we should be thinking about too. Right. And it did take me a long time to figure this out. And I've also, um, suffered over those years with burnt out and, and other chronic illnesses. And, and I think that one of the things that really helped me was when I became across a productivity coach for mums and entrepreneurs. And I followed this lady, I think her name was Megan, and she gave some really good tips. And I incorporated that into my planning. So one of her tips was that your kind of daily to-do list should all fit on a post-it note. If your to-do list is longer than a post-it note, you're probably not going to get to everything, especially if you're a busy, busy entrepreneur working in your business and on your business. So if it doesn't fit on a post-it note, you have to cut out one or two of those tasks that you need to get done. And then the other tip that she's shared, which I have absolutely incorporated, is that you want to put all of the things you have to do but also the things that you want to do. And they all go on your list. So if you know that you've got some tasks you need to achieve, you pop that on your to-do list. But if you want to work out, it also has to go on your to-do list. And I missed this for years. And I would all the way, I would, I would end up not finding the time to work out. But once it goes on that list, and I'm a pen, like you might be able to gather, I'm a pen to paper person. If you put that on your list, it becomes a priority. It becomes more um in, in your focus and it's far more likely to happen, frankly. Now I've also followed the bullet method journal, which I loved. If you haven't uh, heard of the bullet method journal, um, bullet journal method, I should say, um, you, it's a very, it's sort of a to-do list and there's, you, you kind of can, um, choose which tasks you do on which days. And there's little symbols that you can use to assign those tasks to a later date, um, and so on. And, and that's really helpful, especially if you have, if you want a super simple, straightforward method. I've also used online um, tools and I've also used some apps for managing my to-do lists. Um, there's a whole slew of them out there. And if you want to have an app on your phone, I find that Things is a really good one um, to do to use. Um, and then there are also sort of a more robust project management tools that you can use to manage tasks, say for your business or for your team. And I also use those. So what you're, if you're finding that there's a lot of things that you're trying to remember you have to do in life and in business, then I think one of the biggest takeaways from the, um, the, the, the research that I've done and what I've learned over the years is that as much as you can get out of your head and onto paper and organized in a, in a kind of a timeline, the simpler and more straightforward you, your days will be, but also you're focusing on the right things and not trying to remember all the things you need to do. So let's move into talking about exactly how I plan my business each week. And I kind of have to start at the very beginning because my, I actually do a major planning session every year for my business. I will also do the same thing with my clients, with my studio owner clients. And from that annual plan, where we look at the whole year, we break it down into, we break our goals down into quarters and then into months sometimes. Um, and then we kind of can see what the whole year kind of looks like. Okay. And so then when it comes to thinking about, okay, well, I'm going to focus on this in Q1, I'm going to focus on that in Q2, and this is my goal for Q3. It's helpful because you know that you're not going to just try and get everything done in January, right? <laughs> Which we know 
isn't a great way to start the year. (laughs) So once you've kind of mapped out your whole year and you have that bird's eye view, and this is for me a very visual thing, I definitely write it down on a big chart and a big piece of paper and I I look at it and I, I map things out and I move things around. Once I'm thinking about, okay, and getting serious about how I want to plan my weeks. I actually take those goals and I we I look at the 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 next 6 weeks. So I start with in 6 week blocks and I plan out my main focus for each week during those 6 weeks. So I look at my goals for the quarter, I look at my goals for the month, and then I take the action items that are associated with those goals or those focuses and I put them into action items for each week. So in I look at the 6 weeks And then I usually have somewhere between three to five focus items or tasks that have to be done each week. And those are in addition to obviously those day-to-day tasks that happen in all of our businesses. So these are more um, projects that are going to elevate and progress our businesses. So I look at six-week blocks. I look at the tasks I want to do each week inside of those six weeks to help me move forward on certain projects. And that's how I can tackle perhaps multiple projects at once and make sure that each of those projects are moving forward. And I've been doing this for around the last year or so. And it is that bit of extra work to get organized, but I have to say it does really work. And what I found, the biggest change really has been that I no longer get sucked into projects or ideas on the go. So unless it's something that comes up that's absolutely necessary or is an opportunity that can't be missed, I don't take, I don't sort of deviate from what's on my list. The, uh, the focus that that gives me is so helpful and it means that I'm able to really carve out time for the things that I have to do and need to do and the things that I want to do in my business. So planning out my time in six week blocks is what I found really works for me. And I've tried 12 weeks at one time as well, but that was a little bit too long. I've also played with four-week blocks, but I found that that kind of disappeared too quickly on me. So six weeks really um, is the sweet spot for me. Um, And I found that that really does work really quite nicely as well for other people. So what do I focus on in my six weeks? Well, I take that information, like I said, from my annual planning session. And that's where I set my intentions and goals for the year. And I map that out then by quarter with certain projects and events that might be happening. And then I break it down from there into those six weeks. Now, a little bit more about those six weeks. I'm also a mum of three. And so when I plan for my business and the work that I do with my clients, I'm also planning around other obligations. And I know that I need to not just balance or manage my time. I also want to balance my energy across all of the things that I want and need to do so that I still have so the energy and the, the to enjoy the things that I'm doing outside of my business, right? And I think that do it when you're taking the time to plan, it also gives you the opportunity to set some boundaries for where you want to spend time in your business and when you want to spend time out of your business. So when I think about those six-week blocks, I also have to look at the family calendar too. And you might need to do the same. I wouldn't recommend opening a new studio the same week that your child graduates or that the same week or month you're planning the trip of a lifetime. Okay. So we want to make sure that we are incorporating all of these things that are in our lives that 
require our energy and our focus and that we're taking that into consideration when we are planning our business. And one of the most wonderful things about being a business owner, of course, is that we do have that flexibility to be able to, uh, to, to, to spend time doing some of these other things that you might not have if you were an employee. So I would highly encourage you to make the most of that and to structure your business so that it does enable you to do the things that you want and love. So I have my goals for the six-week block. I've incorporated my family calendar and all of the other things that I might have going on. And then I break down those uh, goals into action items and add those action items into each week. And literally what I do is I take a calendar, I print it out uh, one month at a time or each six weeks, uh, each week at a time. And I put a post-it note with those three main priorities for each week and I stick it on the calendar. And I know that this is so helpful to so many people. And I've actually taken quite a few people through this inside of my planning masterclass. And it's amazing what's possible when you take the time to map out exactly how you're going to get from A to B. And that's what applying these tasks um, to each of these projects or goals does. It's that list of tasks that you need to do sequentially to make progress in your business. So for example, if you say are uh, updating your website or building a new website, you're going to start, there's going to be a series of tasks that have to happen before your, that, that project is complete. And if you're able to list out those tasks and map them out on your calendar, it's not going to feel overwhelming because you've already figured out how, when and how you're going to spend your time on those tasks during that future, um, during those future weeks. And so it's a really nice way to make sure that you're not overloading yourself with too many projects at once. And it's a really nice way to make sure that you, but you are able to make progress with these projects that perhaps might feel a little bit overwhelming if you were thinking you, or if you're kind of, were trying to figure out how to get it all done at once. Now, when it comes to planning, I'm a definitely a pen and paper person. I'm very visual and I think many of us are. And so I do tend to sort of do a lot of things with sticky notes on the wall and moving things around. And I really do like to see the big picture before I break it down. And I find that this method works really beautifully if you are also visual and you enjoy a pen and paper a planner as well. And the good thing about this method really is that you get that global view of what you have going on. And so you can take into consideration your personal life and you can really manage your time and your energy. Now, I have to say that although this has been working for me quite nicely, it's not perfect. And what I've been doing, especially more recently, is actually allowing an extra week at the end of those six weeks for any sort of overflow items, because I do find that there are some things that come up that just get in the way of me being able to do the things that I had planned to do. Like there was definitely a week where my kids were homesick from school and I was juggling and juggling and juggling and things just got pushed. I know you've been there too. It happens. It's called life and we're all doing the best we can, right? So I, I'm making sure that that doesn't stop me from still being able to, to move forward with all of those projects. And so I bake in an extra week or two at the end of each six weeks to allow for those things. Okay. Behind the scenes of every business I've worked with is a studio owner who is really walking that precarious path of balance, right? And 
you know, that balance is something that is constantly, you know, constantly shifting. Balance is not static. So things are going to be moving, changing, and we kind of have to go with the flow as well. So when you think about this method and you take perhaps a part of it that might work for you, then I would encourage you to use it knowing that it will help to perhaps remove that overwhelm and that will 100% make your life easier. The work doesn't go away at all, but that sense of feeling stuck or not knowing where to start and that kind of does shift and the, and the energy shifts with it too. And I think what we can take away from this is that having a little bit of structure about how you use your time, although it might be appear to be limiting in some ways, what I've found for me personally is that it actually gives me the ability to focus on the things that I want and need. And it has really protected my time um, from spending th- time on things that are not helpful or that aren't a part of what I really want to be doing in my business. I have to say that your time is extremely valuable and I want to see you use your time in a way that helps your you and your business to progress and grow. And that, and I want you to use your time in a way that doesn't suck the energy out of you. Um, and that, and that you're progressing and that you are achieving the things that you want to achieve in your business because you are able to achieve wonderful things and you are achieving wonderful things every single day. Now this, a little bit of structure can help to take away that feeling that you're not getting anything done when indeed, in fact, you are. Okay. And that's really what I would love to, for you to take away from, from t- today's episode. So once I've got those action items each week, I kind of sit down and I plan my week. And in that session each week, I'm also, by the way, thinking about meal planning and grocery shopping and who in my family needs to be doing what, where, when, which activities, what they need to do, who else I need to coordinate with, with, with carpool and all of those things. And I'm also carving out the time in my work schedule to focus on those priorities. And by the way, I'm also taking the time to plan my workouts. I am a big believer in putting a priority on the things that you enjoy, that you need to stay healthy and to stay happy because your energy that you bring into your business, it's a vital part. It's the lifeline of your business. And if you you really have to make sure you're protecting that and, and taking care of you so that you can continue to show up and be the best that you can be inside of your business. So for me, I definitely need a little bit of quiet time each day. Um, and I also need to be moving each day somehow, whether that's Pilates, whether that's going for a run, whether that's taking a walk with the kids. Um, and I've definitely found that that's something that I've had to prioritize over the last 18 months, um, with having three children homeschool and all of the other stresses and anxieties that we have been through, um, as a global community over the course of the last year. Um, I found that without those moments in my day where I got to move or I got to have some quiet and some peace to recharge, um, I really did struggle on those days. But if I'm able to get out, even if it's just a walk with the kids around the block, that really helped to put me in the right place and to sort of make sure that I was taking care of me just a little bit as well. For you, that could be other hobbies. Perhaps that's about spending time with loved ones, reading, meditating, journaling, whatever it is that you know that you need, 
that absolutely has to be incorporated into those weekly planning sessions. And if I don't have this, I tend to, if I tend to sort of float from week to week and I gather up those should do's and could do's and that doesn't really help me at all. So I wanted to share this with you today, not because I think this is the best or the only way to stay organized when you have a lot going on, but because sometimes I think it's helpful to see the inside of someone else's life and that might help you to get some ideas and some perspective. And because also, like I said, I think that what is something that I might have said today might help you to find a way to you to find a way to organize your ideas and your projects into a format that helps you to really make things happen. Now, I don't think that there is one way to do any of this. I don't think there's one way to build a business and I don't think there's one way to plan your time, but it's all about trying different things and seeing what works and refining that and adjusting and adapting and always being open and adaptable to really what you have going on. Now, for me, this has become a bit of a habit, these planning sessions. I do like lists. I People know me, who know me will know that I, I do like lists quite a bit. Um, and I do like to get all of those ideas that are floating around in my head down on paper. I also like to write it out. I find that when I write things out, I'm able to really think through the idea more. And so I do like to take the time to do that versus popping it onto, say, a Google Doc or an Evernote. I actually liked putting pen to paper. That's just my method and that's what works for me, but it may not work for you. If you're finding you have a lot of ideas though, and you're not sure where to start, then I would really encourage you to start by just getting it out of your head, truly. I know that my Thrive members, the folks that are inside of my Thrive membership, we often talk about how we can stay on top of all of the things. In fact, just yesterday, I was talking to a studio owner, a Pilates studio owner in California, whose business has really started to take off again after reopening very, very successfully. But a busy, busy business and a busy studio makes a bit makes a studio owner feel a little bit stretched, right? And if you are in the same shoes, then you might find that having a little bit of a focus for one or two things that you want to do each week will help you to avoid that sense of overwhelm. Now, this topic wouldn't be complete without talking about getting an extra set of hands in your business, without getting some extra help. And I definitely recommend that as you get busier and as your revenue numbers allow, you can absolutely look to delegate some of the most repetitive tasks in your business to somebody else. I really don't think that you have to be the one to be doing it all. There are lots of different ways that you can outsource and delegate tasks in your business to others. And any way that you can, any place that you feel comfortable doing that, I would encourage you to do so. But how you do that and where you do that, that's a topic for another day and another episode. So there you have it. That's how I plan my weeks in six week blocks with specific goals and things that I need to focus on. And those goals are derived from my annual plan and my quarterly plan. And I teach all of this inside of a planning masterclass, which I release towards the end of the year. So watch out for that. But if you want to get in on that early, just get in touch and I'll certainly add you to the wait list. And I want to leave you with this one thought, final thought before I hop off today. And that is that there is not one single tool that will make you a productivity wizard. But you might find that with a little bit of a plan, 
that feeling of overwhelm shifts into a feeling of accomplishment. I really hope this was helpful to you. I hope that it was helpful for you to see behind the scenes of what I have going on in my life and how I am able to stay as productive as I am and serve you as the way that I do. And I'm here to help answer all of those questions. So please, please do get in touch. I'll be back next week with more great business building tips and insight. Have a wonderful week. Did you love this episode and want more? Head to spring3.com and check out my free resources that will help you run a profitable and fulfilling studio business. And before you go, one last reminder, there is no one way to do what you do, only your way. So whatever it is that you want to do, create or offer, you've got this. Thanks again for joining me today and have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you.